Welcome to the Big Kickoff League of Ireland podcast with myself, Roy Shanahan, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Shamrock Rover centre-back Roberto Lopez. Pico, welcome to the Big Kickoff League of Ireland podcast. Thanks very much, Roy. Thanks no for problem me. at all. Now, first of all, before we get into the football, I'm loving your Eat With Pico videos and Shamrock Rover social <laughs> media sites. I, I think it's a great idea and something young footballers who want to give professional game a shot can take a visual from. So where did the idea for that come from? Yeah, that, that's come from a, a, a media officer, Mark Lynch, really. Kind of, a, I think he asked around to see who the, the food guru was, and, and my name got thrown out about, <laughs> like, a, a bit of food, yeah, like me, like going out for food and then cooking me own meals. Like, and I said, yeah, it'd be, it'd be a bit of crack, and uh, I sent on a few videos. But it, it's a great idea, as you say, to sort of engage with the fans, engage with the young kind of the fan base as well, like to kind of get, put them on a, a nice path of obviously what you need to be. Uh, eating as if you want to become a footballer or an athlete or just to kind of like stay in shape and stay healthy like so it, it, it's a bit of, I get a bit of crack out of it like I enjoy cooking and hopefully uh, the fans can take something from it as well Do you do all your home cooking yourself or is there a little bit of help? <laughs> it's all me like uh, funny enough it's just me and my girlfriend now in the apartment but when I lived at home uh, my dad just ruled the rules he's, he's a chef and a uh, good one at that like so uh, no one was allowed in the kitchen it was his sort of uh, face of Used as masterpiece there, so it was only when I moved out, uh, I kind of got to max. So I just enjoy the process and I enjoy the the finished product as well. Like uh, I do say myself, so uh, I'm just enjoying learning every day. Like, like every day, is, it's it's great to try things in the kitchen. I do. Yeah, do. Do you have regular meal types that you eat each week, or do you try and mix it up a bit? Yeah, I think like uh, after a while, you kind of you know what you like, and I suppose I probably have about five or six meals that I know I'm going to cook each week, and I try to add new ones in here and there, like but. And um, this like the fair maybe like the chicken on the weekend, like um, and then yeah, I try and just like mix in maybe the, a new dish just to challenge yourself. And so we're going to get. Uh, is this going to be an ongoing thing? How long is this going to go on for? Uh, well, hopefully not much longer. Now uh, I said <laughs> I, I I do like a kind of like a whole week, like so uh, maybe this is just a seven days. So surely should get seven meals uh, out of me, and then I'm going to pack a I'm going to retire, hang up the apron. <laughs> that's me. Uh, just again because it's so important for young players within your club in Shamrock Rovers but not just that it's not just Shamrock Rovers who look at your website and look up to the players in the country and, and, and everywhere else any professional player young players who are who are looking to push on they may be young they may be 13, 14, 15 one of the things that I always found when I was younger and I know that I get a lot of questions up in the football club up in Lucan United is that what do we eat? What's the best way? So what's the most important tips you can give to any young aspiring footballers on their dietary needs? I suppose the do and don'ts. Yeah, like I suppose you're right in what they're saying. They're always kind of being asked the question or you're asking when you're younger, like what do I eat? Like, And I suppose you're really things well, you were never shown. And I suppose this is a great way as well as what, what we're trying to do here as well. Like we're, we're getting that interactive um, sort of like with our fan base like, and actually showing people like, like this is here's a few ideas yeah. uh, the most important thing for me is, is breakfast, lunch and dinner make sure you're you're having your, your main meals like you avoid the, the snack and then in between like and if, if you are hungry maybe you have an extra extra portion I always say like, because you're going to be you're going to be walking hard your work day your school day and followed by your training like you build up and 
and recovered for the next day. Like just as many meals as you as you as you can or you, or you need. So I always say like a big breakfast is, is very important. You're eating after training is uh, is vital. So it's all about recovering for the next day. Like and, and then if you need any more, that's when you look at adding a meal here and there. Last season was a fantastic season for both yourself and the club. So let's talk about you and your personal form. Like many others out there, I felt last season was your best season as a, a pro footballer. You can talk about, about that now in a minute. To be a top quality centre-back, it's about making the least amount of mistakes in a season. I think you cracked that last year. Uh, but not only that, you can see that there's a bit of a leader starting to come into you in the back line now. So how do you assess your last season compared to the seasons before? I never kind of think I had a good season unless we, we were successful as, as a team that year. Like, and obviously... We went on to win the league, which is which is our main uh, our main goal, like, and that was just fantastic. And to, to do it unbeaten, like, it was just it was just incredible, it was an incredible feel around the club, and it was a real sort of sense of like like pride amongst us. Like, um, obviously then from from myself, like try to be part of that group and try to push people on, and like you know if they're not on it, so try to push myself uh, to get to the levels we can, and maybe even go past them. Like so, uh, yeah, look, it, it could have been a, a few lads in, in our team, like the, the like that really does did stand out this year, like and. And it got fouled prior to the year, like which is probably a bit of a surprise as well when you see the quality that was been in the team. Like, but um, look, it's I always was based on the team success, and it, look, it's was happy, really happy to be a part of that. And do you think you got Player of the Year not only because how you played, but how you've improved? Uh, yeah, well, there are a few people that said that like that improved a lot, like and like that. That makes me happy, like because one of the main reasons I, I signed for always was to improve as a player, like so. If that's uh, if people are taking note of that and they're seeing that in the performance, then. Like obviously, it kind of affirms to me that I'm, I'm doing things right, and I need to keep doing what I'm doing in order to improve again. Because I say like football is a short career, so you need to learn as a, as quick as you can and try and implement that in your play. Like, and uh, I'm enjoying it. Like, I'm supposed I'm enjoying like a task like every year, every week, every day, and training. And that there's some new years a chance to get better. Like, and I'm hoping to do that now as I kick on to the latter part of my career, I suppose you could say. Yeah, yeah. well, that's funny enough now. My next question is, now you've been coming a, a bit more of a senior type player. I don't know if you, you want to be called a senior type player yet, but... <laughs> no, no, yeah, maybe. Give me some. <laughs> uh, but when you look at Liam Scales beside you, is it, do you look at yourself as someone who you like to help guide someone like Liam along in his career? Yeah, definitely. As I say, like uh, when I when I first started out, I had some great characters and great pros around me. Like uh, Glenn, who was like a bowls on here, like Dave Pender, like they had great influence in my career. Like and like being able to have that experience being around these professionals, you know, just they can obviously help players improve in their area. So you look at like scales came in this year, he's been fantastic with like, uh, say, so impressed with him like um, you look at his maturity for a young lad like any big game that he came into, like, and he came into some difficult games, like, coming off the bench, which is not easy, and nothing faced him, he just settled in, and I think he really showed what a good player he was as the season went on, he really did kick on, like, so, uh, I'm not sure if he can learn anything off me, like, so, if he, can, uh, <laughs> if he takes one or two things, I, I'd be proud of that, like. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when, you, when you was working training, because you, you often see it with, you know, I suppose there's a lot, of, lot more insight into uh, training sessions uh, around, I suppose, Europe and in England and all. A little bit more starting to leak out of the, with the League of Ireland. And it does be interesting to see what way teams are being coached, what way they're trained. There's a lot of razzle-dazzle ones that are out there. But when you work in training on defending, how repetitive is the work and how frequent is it? I suppose when I failed, yeah, we really take it, take it seriously. We have to do some training 
second day, so he might walk as a as a unit, like, and um, it will benefit to because it's a bread and butter. Then at the end of the day, defender to to keep clean sheets, or, like, can see the few goals as as possible. Like, so when you are walking on that, and you're walking on it every day, well, it's it's only a five sides and the match is like they're kind of doing a little round. Those we're trying to get the ball back, like, um, like don't defend them, try to be back, like, so whenever you are open, you're walking as hard as. Like, Game where could you be better? You're critiquing yourself and you're critiquing your your teammates, talking amongst it. Like so, like it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific drill. Uh, specific drill. Uh, you just be the best you can, and I need to know, like, and you can do things at quite a level. You kind of stick to the park, you talk to your team, and look to progress to the next level, I suppose. And video analysis are defenders taken aside to discuss, you know, the players they might be facing each week, or focus on the pros and cons of that player. Yeah, I suppose you kind of have an idea and I start thinking about like, who am I coming up against this week? What do we need to look out? Will we speak? We will probably do some video as well, like being in the league a few years now as well. Like, you kind of get to know the like, player, like, so speak amongst it from uh, your, your teammates and say, like, we know this you know, X, Y, and Z, make sure we're ready for it. Like, so, yeah, there's plenty of like, video analysis. Listen, is there, a, is there a team or a player who always gives you problems? Not that they necessarily get you one over on you because you've had a fantastic year. Obviously, you had some challenging games. But is there any team that sort of gives you problems to defend against? Um, no, I suppose. Like, I don't want to say no. It's in, like, no one gives you problems. I think every team gives you... <laughs> that easy. Like, yeah, so it's, it's a very hard to kind of single out one team. Like, um, obviously, the Dublin Derby's, like is it, it, a massive game. Like, and it's always like emotion comes into that as well, especially when the fans are there. Like, and, Really are hyped up on adrenaline without always controlling that. Like, um, but like every every game is tough in this league, and I think you, you see that over the seasons where there's some shock, maybe perhaps like shock results. Like, uh, but anyone's capable of being anyone on their day, and you don't show up like uh, ready to work, like you, you will get turned over. Like, so um, yeah, every every game is a hard game. Like, and I wouldn't I wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't single out probably one team in particular. Handy one next year, so. <laughs> I just, Obviously, won the league last year. It was great to see um, because winning the league must have been, I suppose, it must have been amazing. Well, the players were top quality. You must give credit to Stephen Bradley and the club for backing them because there was times about a year, year and a half ago when Bowes had the upper hand on Rovers in the Dublin derbies and Dundalk were running right in the league. And Stephen, no doubt, must have been under some fierce pressure. Um, definitely the uh, papers were, were starting to doubt him and they questioned how long the board were going to keep backing him in the project that seemed to be stalling, but there's been great patience given by the Shamrock Rovers board uh, to to Stephen, and it's paid out. Yeah, like 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 I never say, it's just by the team. Like uh, everyone in the background there uh, has, has been really like um, driving us on. Like and say like, because again, if we have about on and off the pitch, is really one of the things that kind of stands out. Like uh, about the club, like and like I said, there the, the manager is fantastic, and and the coaching staff since day one I came in here, like they've been so helpful and how they see the game, like and they want to improve, like and. And obviously, as you say, we had a difficult spell, but like, I think it was as players, like, we never felt like that. Like, we were going backwards, as always felt like progression, and obviously, we just needed a few things to click and obviously get better at what we were doing. And I think uh, we reaped rewards of that, like, in maybe the last two seasons, we won the, the Cup final and then went on to win the league here. Like, and, uh, as you say, it, 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 it's great that the man is able to kind of get through them hard times and to show, like, what he what he believed actually works and look he deserves all the applause that's now they were getting because he has been some good stuff and he's probably one of the best football brands I've, I've ever come across in the game like so uh, I can't say 
can't say too much. More about the gaffer. I need the coaching staff. It's fantastic. And what type of manager is Brad Zer? He comes across as calm on the surface, but you can kind of see the fire inside bubbling underneath in the sideline at times. Yeah, yeah, but he's never probably let you know that. Like he is, as you say, he's very calm and he's always thinking about the game. And I think he he has solutions. <laughs> I'm amazed. Like any problem you kind of you have a question you have, he has an answer. Oh yeah, like and more times than not, like it, it works. Like so, uh, yeah, he's just a, he's a he's a football fanatic. Like and absolutely like uh, obsessed with it. Like and suppose you have to be. Like and you kind of get that from how passionate he is about about the game. Like and really makes you want to learn off him like and look you enjoy every day going to training because like I keep saying like you're going to learn something new or you're going to get to practice something that maybe you've been told or to work on like and it's, it's such brilliant to have that knowledge like at your disposal yeah yeah does he hop into the five sides anytime no no he kind of keeps his distance at training and, and watches and observes that the coaches there again well, Glenn Cronin loves it Glenn, <laughs> any chance there Glenn Cronin's in trying to make it tackle that sort of thing so uh, you know, the gaffer kind of stays out of Glenn hasn't let it go yet, so obviously. Uh, how yeah. how how is it going with the pre-season? Give us a picture of what your week is like in pre-season uh, with a pro club, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's tough. <laughs> it's not like it's uh, no easy way to say it. Like, and I'm sure everyone in the league is saying that. Like, uh, it's um, probably getting the legs back down again. Like with the, the kind of longer runs, as opposed and the short shots, so getting used to them movements again. Like, and uh, just getting a touch of the ball. Like, with such, it's a hard job because it's a short window pre-season to get yourself ready for the start of the season and it's all about kind of getting the most out of the time that you have like and so to, like, you know, have that heavy day is a, is a heavy day and a hard day like you can't really pick out say like, this is our heavy day and kind of wean it down like and every day is a hard day and then you have, to, you know, you have pre-season friendlies like which is where you kind of see where you are in, in terms of match fitness like and we look at it, it's hard for everyone uh, hard for everyone we're just kind of lucky to be back playing in these conditions and being able to get out of the house uh, for a few hours every day and just do what we love like. yeah and that's the big thing because there's so many people stuck inside and you know obviously it's great to have football on the telly it'll be great to have the League of Ireland back just to take the, the take away from everything that's going on, going on this season Jack Bourne will no doubt be a big loss so will, so will Aaron McInef do you feel that you've replaced these players? Uh, yeah, it's a massive loss, and look, uh, like you don't really want to kind of put pressure on any other lads. Like, like they, they're, they're two different players, like uh, to anyone else in our team, and the players that we signed this year are completely different to them. Like, so, uh, um, I think it's just like I think we have quality there, like that will really, really shine through now this year, and it's a great opportunity for for players to kind of like, step up and kind of stick their chest out and say, yeah, I'm, I'm more than capable of taking on what the lads. Provided last year, like and, and bring this on to the next level again, like um, Jack and Anna were, were smashing for us, like when the, in that time here, like probably like, two of our standout players, like of course, like um, but like look, I'm I'm excited to see all the new signings uh, that we've signed this year, like to Danny, like to Sean, the two Sean's I should say, like and Chris, uh, what they're going to bring to the team um, in the in the matches, not in the games, because there's loads of quality in the team, there's loads of competition, like and if you can stick our chest out and say, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to. To kind of drag us on to the next level, like it's going to be an exciting season. And have you talked to Jack since he moved to Applewell? Yeah, yeah, I keep in touch with him from time to time. We have a, a WhatsApp group with a few of the players, like, and, and Jack's still there, like, and we chat to him, like, or I text him on Instagram, and they see if I'm actually getting on. Like, uh, yeah, Jack's a great lad. 
really fun. Yeah, so I wish all the best over there. I think actually everyone in the whole league, anyone I've heard, no matter who you you uh, support, they've all wished him well because you want to see your players doing their best and getting to the highest level. So, uh, oh, we might get him on someday and we'll have a little chat. What you're talking about with your... You won't get, you, you won't get him off, right? <laughs> I can record for a few hours here. Is that enough? I, I, I'm sure I might get through. I might get through. Um, yeah, your squad is is, 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 a, is a good, healthy squad. Is playing back in the Champions League a, an exciting half for you all? Um, what's your goal in Europe this year? Do you need to make a group stage to be a success in, in either the Champions League or the Europa League? Uh, yeah, look, European football is probably one of the highlights of the, of the season. I, I love when it comes around personally. It's just it's a special nights, really. And obviously, pre COVID, you have the, the trips as well. Like, and it's just great going to these other countries and just seeing these different places. And you feel like it's a big game, like, no matter what city you're going into. Um, as long, like, obviously, you want to do well as well. And you're in the competition. I think in, in any competition you, you kind of get into as a Champions League or Europa League, like, you want to get as far as you can, like, and obviously, us as, us as players, I'm sure, like, we want to be in the, the group stage, we want to be in the last 16 and the final, really, like, but, uh, so every game is, is an opportunity to kind of go one bad so far, like, so, um, look, it's too early to talk about it, really, now at this stage, because it's a long time away now, like, but, uh, really looking forward to when it comes round and, Look, obviously, we want to do our best to try and progress each time. Yeah, never too early to talk about it. It's exciting. It's exciting <laughs> football. You've got to think about it. Really? Um, listen, you you made your international debut for Cape Verde a, a year, uh, a year and a half ago. It, tell us about the experience and and how how different was it for you? Yeah, it was it was mad. You've probably heard of all the health skills that were kind of being text on LinkedIn, like and probably letting that go for nine months and then realizing this wasn't a fan message. Uh, and getting on to it. and then after that it just kind of snowballed and took off and before you know I went on you know with the friends meet up with the with the squad like and it was just like since I arrived in the in the team hotel there it's just fantastic you've got they got these lads from different clubs all over the world it's like we are feel so welcome uh, chatting to you there getting on couldn't do enough for you like and it was just it was brilliant and some really good players as well so the standard training was really good and then we tend to play friendlies there against Togo and then we played Marseille which is just incredible like, and we played them in the training round which was like different class one of the nicest uh, it's like a, maybe a resort like never mind the training ground it was it was so nice like, um, but like getting to experience all that was, was fantastic Like and then we had some uh, great trips there last year went to Rwanda and then we played Rwanda at home like, and if you ever told me in your life would you, would you ever be in Rwanda Think like so, uh, it's great to see that them parts of the world as well. Yes, it's 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 totally different level then, isn't it? Like you're you're seeing and doing things that, as you said, you you never thought you'd do. Did they help you settle in very quickly? Did you feel at home? Yeah, yeah. Real family boy about the squad. To be fair, they can say they you know any new player that come in, and even that last night, the new players coming in, they, they do their best to try and obviously make you feel comfortable and, and settle in. Yeah, and like the big thing for me, I suppose, my first went over there was I was afraid that no one spoke anyone who did speak English was coming up to me and they were chatting and making sure I was all right every day like and the language barrier was, was an issue after day one like so uh, it was brilliant and it made it really easy for me just to, to settle and then once you're on the pitch like, like it's football it's, it's his own language really like, and he just kind of let their, their instincts take over then like so there was no issue when we were actually uh, training or, or playing And when you made that decision was in an easy decision at the start? Did you ever think like oh, maybe Ireland, maybe, or did you have it in your head that this is always that you wanted? 
no, like it was kind of like again, like I, I wasn't expecting that. I was, I wasn't actually expected to play international football, and I just like, like every day I kind of pinched myself to say that how lucky I am to be able to to represent Cape Verde. And, and once Cape Verde thought of like approach me, like and asked whether he interested in Clare, and like so happy to be able to say yes like, to them. Like, and just uh, to make, like I'm that proud to represent my family and. It's incredible. Like I'd, I'd never torn my nose up at the opportunity of, of representing. So now we have to support Apoel, uh, Cape Verde. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's what happens, isn't it? You just you just follow all these yeah. things. Yeah. Um, if there's one thing about the league and you had the power to change anything in the league, what would it be? Oh, just one. <laughs> mm. well, don't don't yeah obviously there's loads of things you could, could be changed <laughs> what's the one thing yeah. there, a, a, anything at all that you kind of you've talked god yeah we could, could fine tune that there now that it'd make it for a better league yeah um, I think maybe just a bit of modernised facilities in, in the stadiums because like uh, I think um, if, if if the stadiums were all at like, a certain level like I think it makes the, the league itself really, really attractive like and it's just like you People down the games, they've no complaints. They're saying, "Oh, geez, yeah, such and such, such a stadium is fantastic. It has X, Y, and Z." Like, and uh, I'd like to see this, this probably the stadiums cross the board and just get them to like a certain level. Like, but I think that in some cases, like a thing to say the least. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's uh, that's probably one of the ones that it's probably the most commented one from any players or coaches or managers that we've had on the shows it's it's facilities that they really do think that that can be and again I've always said I think the government should be able to pump more money in to pump enough into the GAA yeah, you know yeah. pump a bit more money into the facilities and then it'll it'll uh, it'll grow hugely okay I, I, I didn't know I said I was thinking will I call him Roberto will I call him Pico so I decided with Pico <laughs> alright but Pico listen yeah, thanks Pico, very much hopefully we, we get to see the end of your, your eating and then maybe it's Master Chef and then maybe it could be uh, uh, one of the dancing <laughs> programmes <laughs> yeah <Hell's kitchen>. <laughs> <laughs> how are you dancing I'm not too bad actually yeah I fancy myself <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's out there now so that's it that's it yeah. it's, 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 it's in line listen Pico thanks very much for your time no problem, all right. Thanks for having me, Paul.